keeps you up at night? What big decisions are you facing? What part of COVID is stressing you out? What are you reading about on the news that keeps you awake? I find myself trying to think about what are we gonna do this fall if we are not sending our kids to school? How are my kids gonna handle not having activities? What are we gonna do at church? How are we gonna keep up with technology? What is kids ministry gonna look like? This morning I was at the gym and two women were talking about how they're not sleeping great lately. And one woman said she woke up at 1 a.m. and did a ton of errands in her house. When you are up at night, what do you do? What do you find yourself going towards? I find myself daydreaming and problem solving. I do try to lie in bed if I'm wide awake. Sometimes though in the middle of the night, I'll look over and Brian's on his phone and he often checks the tech news. What do you do when you're lying there? Today's passage, we're going to see Jesus pull an all-nighter and we'll find out what he does while he's up all night. We're also gonna start our new series on bless. So before we get into all that, let's pray. Jesus, this is a season where there are so many things that can keep us up at night. There are so many things to distract us, to tempt us, to worry. Lord, so much unrest. And so God, as we spend some time in your word right now, as we try to listen to you, uh, God, I just pray for all of my friends out there who are not sleeping well, who are filled with anxiety, God, that they can't even think straight right now because of all the things that, that maybe not be keeping them up at night, but definitely are causing anxiety. So God, as we come to your word today, as we come together today to listen to you, Lord, we pray that you would speak clearly, that you would use this passage in such a way, Lord, uh, to connect us with you, Jesus, and to help us connect our world to you. We pray this in your name. Amen. So first, we're starting our series on bless this week. Bless, the idea, comes from Genesis 12. God was forming a new relationship and creating a new people for himself. It's really at the beginning of the Bible in Genesis 12, God finds a, a man named Abram. He actually ends up changing his name to Abraham, gives him a new calling, and he says this to him. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples will be blessed through you. God chose Abraham and created a whole new nation, a whole new people, and made a promise to forever be their God, to be their guide, and to be their way of life. And this is the same thing that God calls us to today. All nations are blessed through Abraham, and we get to be some of those people. And it's what we talked about last week. We are reconciled to God, and we are then given this message of reconciliation. We are blessed with a relationship with God, and we get to be a blessing in our world. So last week, we were in 2 Corinthians 5 talking about that, and today we get to talk about how do we practically do that? What does it look like to share that message of reconciliation? Being reconciled with the great God creator of all of the universe and be reconciled to one another. So BLESS is an acronym that helps us think about how to be a blessing, how to share our faith. And the B is begin with prayer. That's what we'll talk about later today. The L is listen. E is eat, my personal favorite. S is serve. And the second S is share your story. So tune in for the next couple of weeks and we'll continue to talk about listen next week. This week, we're going to talk about beginning with prayer. And just like we said in 2 Corinthians 5, 2 Corinthians 5 last week, we are compelled because of Christ's love for us, and we know what it is to fear the Lord. 
we know that ultimately he is the one that's directing our path. So in light of all that, we are going to talk about prayer today. So open up with me in chapter 6, starting at verse 19. Now, one of those days, Jesus went to a mountainside to pray. Did I say 19? I meant 11. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray. Now I'm going to stop right here. Uh, Pastor Brad has spent a lot of time in Colorado, so I know he'll appreciate this comment. The mountains. I spent a summer in the mountains outside of Colorado Springs, and every morning I went for a hike, and I took my Bible and my journal, and I looked at the great expanse of the valley and the mountains, and man, was it easy to pray there. There is something about the setting where we choose to spend our time in prayer. Jesus had the mountains. I imagine he went there because it was quiet. There weren't a lot of other people there. And I'm sure that the setting caused him to have awe Awe over the creation that he did himself, but even still as a human being, to be able to sit there and enjoy the expanse. Okay, moving on. Jesus goes to pray, and it says he spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him, and he chose 12 of them and designated them not to just be disciples, but to be apostles. And this is who they were. Simon, whom he named Peter. Simon's brother, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who would become a traitor. Now, we don't know exactly why Jesus spent the entire night in prayer. That's why he pulled an all-nighter, was to pray. We don't know why. But it is right before he made this big decision about these 12 humans that he was calling to himself. Also, he had been in a very heavy season of ministry when we read what's happening around this section of scripture in Luke. Previously to this verse, it says that Jesus had started to annoy the Pharisees and the teachers of the law so much that they were discussing what they might do to Jesus. That probably weighed on him. Perhaps he just needed a minute. (laughs) He had been around crowds and being busy, and he might just have needed some quiet time. Regardless of what he did all night, we know, regardless of why he did it, we know what he was doing. He was praying. The next morning, it says he set aside 12 men to be his disciples. This word disciples mean being learners, pupils. And then it says apostles. He designated them. Apostle means that they were sent ones, delegates, messengers, like the 2 Corinthians 5 passage tells us, or ambassadors. Paul and Jesus use these similar words for us. We who learn who Jesus is, and then we are sent out with the message. Now also, let's look at this group of 12, okay? Granted, they are men. Some of them are brothers. Some of them are big brothers. Some of them are little brothers. All with the same mother, though, presumably. One stood out because of his political leanings. It says that Simon was a zealot. Zealots were political extremists. They were hoping for Jewish political independence, and they were willing to go to all lengths for that, even violence. Many of these guys were fishermen. And uh, back then, being a fisherman was not a glorified occupation. One was a tax collector, one of the worst of all Jewish roles, because they actually worked for the oppressive Roman government to collect taxes from their fellow Jews. There was one who refused to know Jesus as he was suffering through his last few hours of his death. That was Peter. There were people who were married. There were people who were single. And then there's this one infamous Judas, right? who betrayed Jesus later for money. This is not a beauty pageant waiting to happen. 
This is not the Hall of Fame of Jewish men of the day. If I had been Jewish or you, we could have easily fit in. This is good news today. Jesus chose regular, broken, stinky, wacky folks within the Jewish community. Then it says that Jesus and his disciples went down to the crowd. Probably the 12 plus Jesus went down. And it says that Jesus stood on a level place. Somehow this just like proves to me that Jesus was practical. If you're going to get a crowd together, you probably shouldn't be on that mountainside, right? It would be better to be level. Okay, so they're at a level place. And it says a large crowd of his disciples gathered. So other than those 12 he had just chosen, there were more who were followers of Jesus. And it said a great number of people from all over Judea, Jews from Jerusalem, and from the coastal region around Tyre and Sidon, which includes non-Jews. So Gentiles had gathered in this group today. Now, in this group, literally any of us could have been a part of it. It says all these people had come to hear him, to be healed of their diseases, and those troubled by impure spirits were cured. Some of you today are facing disease. Some of you are longing for your family members to be healed. It also says that those troubled with impure spirits, and I can't help but thinking some of these people were also up all night, anxious and worried, and that morning, that day, they had come to find answers. They were coming to Jesus for healing, for peace, for teaching, for hope, for strength. Then it says all the people tried to touch him because power was coming from him and healing them all. Now, these people apparently had heard enough about Jesus, heard stories about him, maybe they had even been around him before, and they decided it was worth the trip. Likely, many of them walked. They made this journey to where Jesus was because they believed he was the answer that they were looking for. It says the people tried to touch him because power was coming from him. They knew that he had power that they needed. The power that didn't exist anywhere else, all the other things that they had tried had not worked. And they knew that Jesus was the source of what they did need. Now, Jesus, as I said, was on those mountainsides praying. He was fully human at this point. Fully human. Had to sleep, had to eat. He sacrificed rest that night when he prayed. But he was also divine, completely connected to the Father. Not sinning, not making errors as as a human would. Fully divine able to have power flow from him to heal these others. And he's the creator of all, universe, all the universe. It says in John 1 that he was there at the beginning. So this creator God, the one who had the power, Jesus was in the flesh walking among them. I want to say something right here about this power. This really stood out to me as I was studying this. There are so many places right now that I look for power that I look for strength to get through these remarkably difficult, challenging days. I try to work out and gain energy from the natural endorphins. I try to eat really healthy. I try to eat at the right times, not too much, not too little. I try to drink enough water. Uh, I try to study. I try to read. I try to read articles. We share articles on our staff team. We're sharing books with each other. We're prepping messages ahead of time. And then I just have my pure determination. When you're going uphill, it's mile 12, you want to quit, but the finish line is in front of you, and there's just that grit that takes over. Somewhere you find it kind of inside of you. But in this passage, it says that Jesus had power coming from him, and it was healing the people around him. 
we have access to that power. It says in Ephesians that God raised Jesus from the dead, and that same power that raised him from the dead, we have access to. But do you know what the good news is? It's not just for me. It's not just so I can gain power and go about my business and get my stuff done. If we look to Genesis, if we think about the whole story of Scripture, the big story of God, he gives me that power for myself, definitely, for the peace that I need and the strength that I need to get through the day, but he also gives it to me so that I can share it with others. It's for me because I interact with a world that is troubled, just like Jesus' world was troubled. People who are struggling with disease, who are troubled by spirits, People who have a lack of reconciliation, they've not heard this message of reconciliation or they've heard it and they don't believe that it works. People who do not have justice. The stories continue about injustice in this world. And just when you think maybe you've learned uh, enough about it, man, another issue comes to the surface. We need power in these days, amen? I need power when I'm up all night. I need power when I'm serving my kids dinner. I need power as I'm standing here before you, uh, preaching a message to an empty room with a camera and just praying that God's spirit somehow can use this moment. And I believe that prayer gives us that access to God, to Jesus, who is the source of that power. And as we think about being a blessing in our world, especially our broken world, man, for us to begin with prayer just seems super wise. (laughs) Humble, seems like the right thing. In fact, it's what we see Jesus doing before he calls these 12 disciples to himself, before he goes out and ministers in this crowd. This isn't a one-time prayer event that he had, like he prayed all night and then he was good for a while. We see in the scriptures that Jesus had a regular commitment to prayer. Now, when I think about going out into this world, having conversations with people, sometimes, even I, those of you who know me, this might surprise you, but even I wonder what to say. Sometimes I say the wrong thing, or I'm afraid I've said the wrong thing. Sometimes I don't know what questions to ask. Sometimes I meet someone, and man, they are so different than I am, I am just not sure what to do. I get kind of lost in the conversation. Sometimes I forget with my really good friends. Sometimes I forget their major life events, and I feel terrible. Or I frankly just forget to check in for a while, especially these COVID days, when I'm not running into them at the Y or the grocery store or in the neighborhood. Now, maybe you're listening today, and you're just not really sure what you think about Jesus. Well, I want to say to you, as we talk about being blessed to be a blessing, this is part of the good news for you. As you consider following Jesus, all the things that we're going to be talking about in this series, it's sort of an invitation for you to see what it's like to follow Jesus and to share your faith before you've made that commitment. I also want to say to you, keep asking questions. Keep searching. This Jesus, we believe, really is the power and the source of the things that you are searching for and likely not finding elsewhere. We want to point you into the direction of Jesus. And if talking about sharing your faith feels weird from your side uh, of the camera here, just know, like, this is part of, of following Jesus. Jesus talked about God, and then it says that he shares the message with us so that we can share it with others. This is what we're doing. And as we interact with you, And as we interact with our friends that don't know who Jesus is, I ask that we start from a prayerful, humble position so that it doesn't get weird, so that you don't become a project, so that it's not anything more than what it's supposed to be, which is a relationship, which is what God wants with you. Now, three application options for you today, kind of no matter where you're at on the spectrum. 
you know Jesus, you love him, you've known him forever, or you're not really sure who he is. This is what I invite you to do today. There is something that the Bless uh, resources from our denomination includes, which is a bookmark. Now, that doesn't work in this technological world. So kind of in your head, what I'd love to invite you to do today is think about three or four people that you know, friends of yours that you see or have access to on a regular basis, people that just don't know Jesus yet. They're kind of in their journey trying to figure out where they're at spiritually. Would you consider praying for them on a regular basis? And as you're thinking, you, you say, golly, I don't know if I have friends that don't know Jesus. Then I would say there's a perfect place to start in prayer. So that's your first. Kind of make a list. People that you want to remember to regularly pray for. Secondly, would you consider setting an alarm to pray for your friends? So on your watch, on your phone, pick a time, literally right now. Your phone is likely next to you. Would you pick it up, go to the alarm, you can set an alarm, and pick a time, a time of the day that would work for you. I've decided I'm going to pick 2.22 p.m. to remind me that it's not just me when I'm out sharing my faith. I'm part of a community that's sharing Jesus, but it's also God who is in those moments trying to reveal himself through me and through the community, through creation, through his spirit. It's not just me. So 2.22 is my time. Pick one that works for you. So make a list. Pray for them regularly. Maybe set an alarm on your phone. And then thirdly, I would invite you, if you are near to Mankato, ask Brian or me to do a prayer walk with you. Remember how I said at the beginning, context and where you pray really can matter? Uh, I am not a sit down, sit still kind of person. <laughs> and so I love meeting people uh, we walked around Kennedy School the other night with a family. We prayed for that school. We prayed for the leaders. We prayed for the teachers. We prayed for the cafeteria. We prayed for COVID as we walked around that school. We prayed around campus the other day at Mankato State Minnesota State University at Mankato. We walked around the dorms. We learned about one of the dorms and why it was named after a certain woman. It was really fun. And we talked amongst ourselves and we prayed. If you would love us to come pray around your workplace, pray at your school, Pray where you live. We would love to do that. So reach out to us. Go in the chat and say, hey, I'd love to do that, Sandy or Brian. Give me a call. Let's pray in closing. God, your word says that people had come to Jesus to hear him, to be healed. Those who troubled wanted to be cured. And they knew power was coming from you and healing everyone. Jesus, no matter where we are in the spectrum today, we need you. We need access to that power source, Jesus, and thank you that you offer yourself to us every day. Help us to intercede for our friends who need that power and for we uh, who need that power as we face this world. Jesus, thank you that your name is above all names and it is in your name that we pray. Amen.